Welcome to the Hummingbird Effect. Let us touch, move, and inspire you with our unfiltered, honest, life information that speaks to and nourishes your soul. With your host, Farika and Lakita. So what's today's sweet nectar? drinking a little bit <laughs> we're celebrating the 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 cheers right we're celebrating chip chip cheerio chip chip pip, pip, chip chip <laughs> so love wins <laughs> and we're saying congrats to the duke and the duchess of sussex Six. yes we have to say it in our english and british accents okay? i'm gonna try it but you know <laughs> the duke and the duchess see right, right. <laughs> you sound like an old mary poppins <laughs> Peace to the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex. Okay. How about that? Okay, there we go. We'll just, we'll just bypass the British accents for now. Congrats. But, um, you know, in case y'all didn't know, like the last episode, you know, I ran out at the end so I could get up in the morning so I could watch them get married. Because, I mean, I was just all about the love, you know. Yeah. That's where I was rooting for. I mean, who cares who's getting love, who's getting married right in that moment? It was just that somebody was getting married and they were very in love. And, I mean, he's still looking at her like a fat kid loves cake. So, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's still in love. I, <laughs> and she's loving it, you know. Yes, she's yes. taking it all in like the sun right now. She's yes. absorbing it yes so, yes <laughs> it's just juicy it's yummy and i love it and i'm excited about it um, i'm loving these metaphors i'm sorry you know i'm a metaphor head yes. okay what's the okay fat kid loves cake oh he's she's taking it in like the sun yay okay go ahead <laughs> you like that i like you it like that. okay well but you know but it is the truth you know mm-hmm. and the, the fact that you can receive their love through the TV or the telly mm-hmm. as they say in yes. Britain the telly. the telly as you can receive their love through the TV that means that it's I felt like it's real you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, it's just funny though you know I keep wondering though what's gonna happen going forward right I mean let's be honest this is marriage number two for her right and his first marriage and either way right either way whether it's your first fifth tenth marriage right right there's always some preconceived notions about what's about to happen. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I think we all bring a little bit of our past into each relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's in a nice red wagon full mm-hmm. of other people's dead bodies, or mm-hmm. <laughs> we we wrap it up in a nice box in a bow. <laughs> Look, there goes another metaphor. Right, right, right. Pulling those bodies behind you. Uh, red yeah. wagon. Hey, hey, I'm I'm I want to be in love. Oh, don't mind them. I was in love with them, too, once. Right, right. <laughs> but I want to be in love with you now. I know, they they have to come with me, though. But I want to be in love with you. Right, right, right. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, back on the point. The point is that, you know, what kind of preconceived notions are coming with the both of them? Exactly. You know? And then from those preconceived notions... Where is the work? What kind of work do they are they? There's, there's her ah. question. She's been like she wanted to ask that question all this time. Where's the work? Where is the work? See, she listens to it as where is the work, and I listen to it as where's the work? Like where's the beef? No, she she keeps trying to date us. I, I don't understand why we got to go way back into how old we really are. Thank you, Farika. <laughs> We were kids. And there's YouTube. Everybody can know these things now. Anywho, <laughs> anywho where is the work? You know what I mean? Where is the work on both sides? 
why and and I say this because coming into this really nice new brand spanking marriage, Meghan Markle has some things she has to give up. Oh yeah. 10 things. She has 10 things ten just to things. be a part of this royal family. And exactly. that's the ones we know. That's the 10 things we know. Exactly. That's not the other stuff that we probably don't know or right. are not going to ever really be fully aware of that will reside inside of her marriage. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is all from the queen. Exactly. That little woman. Yeah. I think she didn't strike a deal with the um, devil. Else she's part vampire. It's one. Two. <laughs> she's not going anywhere. When she goes, we all gonna pass out. We right, all gonna right. be like, she what? <laughs> you mean she can actually die? But anyway, that's not the point. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, my biggest concern is, well, okay, she got all these things she got to give up. Where is Harry's work? What work does he have to do? I know that's an interesting question, and this is this is the thing that we are going to focus on today. You know, putting in the work in love relationships because it's important to put in the work in love relationships to maintain balance, mm-hmm. integrity, and love, and love, and love. Yeah. So you know, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about where is the work. Well, with that said, <laughs> I need to put on my British accent again. Oh, Lord. welcome <laughs> to episode five. Of the Hummingbird Effect podcast, your source of all things blossoming for all people, with your host, why my name is Farika, I'm from the House of B. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try this. I'm Lakita from the House of W. How nice to meet you. Chip, chip, and cheerio to you, too. Chip, chip, and cheerio. I don't even know if that's how they greet each other, but we're going to make that up. (laughs) (laughs) I hope none people that I know that are actually British are listening ever. Right. (laughs) We're not trying to offend. Right, right. We're just having fun. But anyway, download the latest episode on Wednesdays. On iTunes, Google Play Music, forget about SoundCloud right now, we having some technical issues, and Stitcher. <laughs> SoundCloud's on repair right yeah, they now. Yeah, they, they get on my nerves. But anyway, we'll work that through. And don't forget Stitcher. Did we say that already? Yes, indeed. All right. And let's move on. So I guess we're going to start talking about these 10 things, man, that yeah, she has to give up. man. I mean, I guess we should look at, like you said, the ones that are more personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that we're just like, <gasps> right, no. Right, like, clutch the pearls. <laughs> right. <laughs> the gotta, devil you say. Right, right. Like, what? <laughs> she got to do what? Is that even right? That exactly. That so inhuman. Exactly. In exactly. these days and times. Yes, you know? yes. But I like how old Queen is smart, though. She a trip. Cause she gonna apply some old school rules to some new school behavior. How about that, right? Okay. Mm. She done figured it out. So what was number one of them was like she can't take selfies. Yeah, no social media. No social media and mm-hmm. no selfies. Like that's like killing people these days. Okay, exactly. Because who doesn't have their camera on them? Who doesn't take selfies? Who doesn't you know find a way to be a part of social media because it's everywhere now i mean most people do even if they have a voyeurism account exactly <laughs> where they just watching other people exactly. they at least got an account but she can't have anything she can't have it wow. to have it she can't have it she can't have it yeah mm. which is amazing she, off and, with and, your head and no. the thing <laughs> is she's an actress you know what i mean so no the, she's not well she right she has to give that up like her career that's yeah. That's thanks to the high heaven. Sucks. <laughs> right, right. Here it's, you go. It sucks. It sucks. Right. <laughs> because that's what she knows. I mean, exactly. she's been acting since she can remember or been around 
actors and actresses or been around sets because of her father being a lighting expert for sets of TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's been around this life, that life, that Hollywood life all her life. Mm-hmm. And to say you can't do it, not only can you not do it, you can't basically have a career. Pretty much. No Ugh. career. And then she's got to give oh. up. Now, you know, to... For to a modern woman. Exactly. To mm. make, what is it, to make matters worse? Ooh, I was getting ready to try to do another cliche. Let me just stick with that one. <laughs> to make matters uh-huh. worse. Uh-huh. She can't sign Ooh, autographs. We missed, we missed that cliche. Okay. Ooh, girl, yes. Uh, <laughs> she can't sign autographs. No. Why? I don't oh, know. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. Yeah. You, you read, look, you read the Right, link. because it'll allow for people to have a copy of her signature and possibly forge it. Oh. That's kind of smart, though. That is smart. I mean, actually, most celebrities should probably stop giving autographs for that purpose. I, you know, now that we done said it, ooh, it does seem real deceptive mm. and masterminding kind of pinky in the brain kind of scenario. Right. You know, like, right. what do we got to do? In the brain. Where, are we, where are we getting their autograph brain? Because we're going to take over the world. Right. <laughs> what do we do every day, Pinky? Right. Try to take over the world. Exactly. Nerf. No. <laughs> okay, that's the drinking. Okay. Um. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Okay. But um, so she can't, and she can't go anywhere by herself. Man, well, her privacy is going. Yeah, her privacy. I, I mean, yeah, her of going out. Privacy. Yeah, going out in the streets by herself is a no. Not even the shop. Like, she has to have security detail, which, that's not that shocking, because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's think about it. Even the White um, White House is like that. I mean, um, when um, the Obamas were in office, I mean, Michelle Obama had to have security detail. The girls, I mean, actually, I think they still have they security have it for details. A for a mm-hmm. lifetime, right? Yep. So, mm-hmm. even now, their children still don't have their own private life yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And will they ever truly... Um, Probably I don't know. not. <laughs> you know, other mm-hmm. than in the bedroom, I don't know how much privacy they'll ever really have ever again. Mm-hmm. I always wonder about that when Chelsea um, Clinton oh, got yeah. married. You know, like does that mean her security detail went, or does that mean that now her security detail is now covering her and the children, her I children don't and husband? No, that we're gonna that that was some requires some research. That but I nonetheless, right. these are the things that she has to give up. Exactly, and it makes you wonder, like. When she has to do all this, what is he doing? Right. Yo, Harry, where, where's your work? <laughs> I mean, we didn't see Harry break the rules anyway, so I don't think even if they gave him some new set of rules now that he's the yeah. Duke of, of Sussex, right? <laughs> if that would make a difference, because more than likely, he going to break the rule anyway. He's more like the wild child. He's, he's the, the British wild child. child. I, get, so, I give you that. You know, if she's going to keep it, that's going to be one thing. And then the fact that she was married before... Mm. Oh no! I keep thinking, bag lady. Right, you, you go miss your bus. She's bringing some bags. <laughs> you can't hurry up because you got too much stuff. <laughs> when they see you coming, coming. Harry's gonna take off, off running. running. <laughs> Royals take off running. But anyway, <laughs> no more drink. No for more you. alcohol for me. Yes, <laughs> but he um. You know, she, this is not marriage number one for her. Mm-hmm. So then she's going in with, I would assume, preconceived notions yes. about what this will look like. Because, one, she's been married. Mm-hmm. So she already has an idea of what this time around should be like because it what it didn't occur in the first time around. Exactly. Then I wonder about, you know, um, if her preconceived notions will lend themselves to 
um, her judgment about what he should be doing. Exactly. And if they are balanced, if they are balanced, you know, mm-hmm. or are they going to, you know, when she sees it, he's not doing something that she thinks he should do based upon how she thinks marriage should work mm-hmm. because it didn't work the first time. Exactly. Is she going to take off running? She going to take off running. Maybe it'd be her with the bags. Right. <laughs> Megan, take, take off running. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Harry. Bye. Boy, bye. No. Right. Because, I mean, it ain't like she ain't did that before. So it does make you yeah, kind of wonder. she did do that to the first hubby. And honestly... He has preconceived notions because Harry. he's never been married. Exactly. Consider then, like when you never been married, you have ideals about how marriage should look and work as well. And and the only example that he does have is his mom. Think it's, about that. Well, so he, he got the queen. Come on, really? Does he really look? Girl, at, you better watch the crown, girl. <laughs> Whatever. I, he, mm. if, if, if he want to know, he might want to watch the crown on Netflix as well. But anyway, oh lord. <laughs> I don't think she's the, the, the main example that he's going to be looking at. I really do think it's his mother. So, and he has his mother in his mind when he looks at Meghan Markle. Think I about know. that. I think he's still looking at her as fat kid loves cake. Well, <laughs> I think that's why he has the fat kids love cake thing going on. Because, oh. I mean, in some way, ways, I'm sure she reminds him of his mom. So he mm-hmm. has a preconceived notion also going in that. Oh well, okay, yeah, okay. This is yeah, what yeah. You You'll know, be saying based upon. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting to see what kind of where is the work for them exactly. Where you is know, the work for them like, exactly? What what's required of him as a, a, a husband and a royal? Because this is his first marriage. So what mm-hmm. work will he have to put in? Mm-hmm. And what's really going to be required for her to give up the things that she has to give up? What's going to be required of her coming in as an American who's now becoming a royal personality? What work will she have to do? I almost want to say what work will she, will both of them have to do? What's coming, what what is it going to be like for them to give up these preconceived notions Notions. Mm -hmm. and to deal with each other as they come? Exactly. Because whoever and whatever your preconceived notions is, that's not the person in front of you. There you go. Dun, 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 dun. Not the representative anymore. <laughs> now, if we're talking about relationships, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I like the Royals, but I love Black Love. Me too. And oh my God, that show! We is got some awesome. more more examples out there of some really awesome couples that are doing a lot of work, mm-hmm. or what occurs like what they're doing to work, mm-hmm. and they've had some bumps in the road. Uh huh. And they have shown that putting in the work can sustain that integrity. Uh-huh. That <clears throat> love and the balance. And, and the balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about it. Yes. Ah, balance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Balance, yeah. So first off, mm-hmm. Viola Davis and Julius Tenen. You know Who? Julius Tenen. Julius Tenen is her is Julius or Julianne? Wait, it's Julius, but wait, his last name ain't the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Look, that's why I'm no. like, who? <laughs> like, it's like, what now? I'm like, her husband, her husband. I'm like, say, what now? Right. Say, who is he? Right. <laughs> who that said him? <laughs> <laughs> they really are putting it, they had to put in some work in the beginning. She had to put in some self-work. Yeah, because she... <laughs> Girl, this ain't the financial episode, but uh, the girl had to put in some credit work. Yes, she was, said her credit was bad. Her credit was bad. She was afraid to tell him. Now look, what would have that been the case though? Had he had the preconceived notion of her having to have good credit, uh-huh. or 
she came in with the preconceived notion that she needed good credit to have a good man. Exactly. Well, that's what she thought. Right. For a, a long that's time. What I'm saying. Like, and like so she had to do that self work. And she also fessed up to him communication. That goes mm-hmm. that's the one thing I'm we Well that creates to. that balance and that integrity. Yeah. That's integrity right there. Yeah. Communication come falls in line with the balance, integrity and the and the love. And the love. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to in order to have balance, you have to communicate. Oh yeah. In order to have integrity, your your word integrity is your word. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. definitely communication. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, she I mean she 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 they she went to him, she told him it's funny because he was like, I knew your ass didn't have good credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which was even better because he that let her know that he didn't have that self, you know, that preconceived notion. Right. That, okay, yeah, I know, but... He was looking at her as the woman that she was and uh-huh. not as the status that she held exactly. in regards to... Because they were both struggling actors. They were both just beginning their acting careers. Mm-hmm. Now, the one fun thing is that they were both on the same level. They were yes. both in the beginning of their careers. Mm-hmm. Nobody was a superstar. She didn't meet him, and he was on the rise, and he didn't meet her, and she was already on the rise. They met each other at the same level. Mm-hmm. But... Interestingly enough, um, Mara Brock Akil. Oh. So now they have a new show. Her and her husband, Salim Akil, mm-hmm. have a new show coming out based on their true story of how they met called mm-hmm. Love Is. And it's going to be on Oprah's network own. Okay. Well, I don't know if Oprah owns it anymore. She sold. Anyway, we ain't talking about that. Oh, you didn't know? No. Oprah sold her network. She's, she still is the CEO or the, has, you know, <sighs> shares or she's like on the board or whatever she's still basically in charge but she sold that damn 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 i don't i, I wish she wouldn't have done that but okay hey, that's, that's another, another episode, episode. Sorry, <laughs> bad. Like, go ahead i did not I didn't mean know to break that. that news to you today on damn today's episode it. sorry there's a love episode called um lakita loves oprah <laughs> Girl, don't get me started. Don't you talk about Miss Oprah now. Girl. That's what I lose it now. <laughs> That's episode six. No, but anyway, go ahead. Okay, but back to the love is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's going to be on that network. And I was watching um, the previews and reading up on the background of it. And she said that this is based on their actual love story. And the couple in the story of the show are two couples on the two people on the rise in black Hollywood or right. in Hollywood in right. general, right? And she, the woman, is on the rise as a writer and a, mm-hmm. and a producer, mm-hmm. just like Mara Brockakill was. Mm-hmm. And her husband isn't. He's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's an up-and-coming director, producer, writer, exactly. but he hasn't found his mark yet. He hasn't made his his moment hasn't occurred for him yet. And by this point, in real life, Mara Brockakill had already started working on, I think, girlfriends or had snagged had got the opportunity and girlfriends was taken off ah, when she met Celine. her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I believe if you look at the credits, it's just Mara Brock. Oh, I don't think she was a kill you know, I have at the to time. Go back and look. That's like, but um, even if still she had just married him. Regardless, she was still on the rise. She mm-hmm. was just beginning to take off, and he was not. And the work that had to go into even just them getting to being married because she almost lost her husband. Yeah. As a result of the status and the and the preconceived notions Notion. mm-hmm. about who you have to be with and who you are in Black Hollywood because it's such a small group of people and individuals and the opportunities are even smaller that... You know, for her to go and like kind of hold his hand forward, it's like, um, you know, she could have d- 
did a lot of things. She could have dated a lot of people. She could have just been like, no, like a lot of famous and um, very popular black um, actresses and producers and stuff like that. But she chose to um, balance herself by working with him. Mm -hmm. And now he's directing. You can yeah. see his name. He's on different Both shows. He just did Black Lightning. That's mm -hmm. his pet project. Yes, yes. Whereas now she's got a new pet project. She just she finished up with Mary B and Mary Jane, right? Because uh -huh. she was a part of that. Yes. Both of them were, I think, actually. Yes. And then... He went on to do Black Lightning, and now she's doing this and this new Oprah show. I mean, this Oprah um, Network show. And I mean, just imagine had she just took those preconceived notions of what she should be expecting to get out of a man dating in Hollywood. Yes, they would never have. They may been. not have never been a couple. That is true. Now, <clears throat> talking about status, uh, Tiamari and Corey Hardrick. Tiamari Hardrick and Corey Hardrick. Tiamari. Mm -hmm. Tiamari Hardrick. Tia. <laughs> Maori. Maori. Thank That's you. I was like, why is this coming out of my mouth strange? Right. See? <laughs> no more drinking for you, Lakita. Um, hey, give me my cup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, when she met Corey, you know, he was still trying to get, he's still, a, a, I won't say struggling actor, but he was still at the beginning stages of his acting career. And mm -hmm. she had, you know, had I mean, the she had been already been egg. on, um, what's that, Sister Sister? Sister Sister, and, yeah. You know, her and her sister had been teen um, children models she, yep, and children actors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So they had already did the Hollywood um, climb. Exactly, exactly. And I would imagine that that was difficult. I mean, I think she's even said, you know, it was difficult at times. I mean, because, you know, he's on the rise. Exactly. I know for him... He was always grateful that she even wanted to deal with him mm -hmm. just for the fact that, you know, he didn't have all the things that, you know, again, preconceived notions, notions about mm -hmm. what you should be bringing into the relationship exactly. and what what it looks like for to have a balanced relationship uh -huh. or what it looks like for a person to have integrity. Right. Because he told her he didn't have a car. Yep. He could have lied. You're right. He could have did, the, you know, all kinds of craziness, mm -hmm. you know, to get her on his side. Yep. And yet he came with his integrity and love ruled. Love. Love win. Win. One. One. Love won. Yeah. And still win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As they have child number two now. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. And he's been doing a lot more acting. Yeah. But I don't know. Honestly, I think they're about the same because she's not on a lot of stuff. Well, she's doing no. like her little side projects with the cooking show yeah, and stuff like that. Yep, and he was on that with her at one, you know, at mm -hmm. one point. So yeah, they're doing little things. I mean, all in all, when we look at these couples, you know, none of them would have gotten where they are unless they actually did the first step of, you know, this whole relationship work, the first step of the work, which is, you know, um looking at their you know their baggage and dealing with their baggage well being honest about it yeah being well being honest about it and then dealing with it yeah you know what i mean yeah i could see that mm -hmm. you know it's interesting that you know we're looking at these relationships and i'm thinking about myself and that um <laughs> Where I was is that I was a Heisman Trophy lover. Love <laughs> <laughs> Marslin. Right. I don't know if anybody knows what the Heisman Trophy is. You might want to look Google that one. But if you've seen the Heisman Trophy, he's got one hand on the football, and in the other hand, he's looking like he's pushing back the pushing back the um, offensive team, yes. trying to keep them from <laughs> taking the ball taking the ball mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. and I guess you could say that was me my mm -hmm. heart was in my arm yes. <laughs> and then my hand was pushing away so I said no I really do love you no I seriously do I like you 
just stay there to stay stay arms length away. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I love you from right here. Right here, right <laughs> there. Don't come any closer. And the reason why I say that, I mean, I'm laughing about it, but you know, it really is a good metaphor to how I was with my love. Um, the ball was my heart, right? And I literally, I thought that I was being the one making myself available and mm-hmm. all this other stuff mm-hmm. to a relationship, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was really guarding myself and saying, I love you or I really like you, but putting my arms up at a, you know, to keep people from getting too close to me because, honestly, I really didn't think that they wanted me. Wow. I really didn't think that I was, I guess you could say, lovable, mm. you know, with mm-hmm. all of my kind of bag of crazy that we all have and we all come yeah, with. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that didn't nobody want mine. Wow. So I would pick men who were just as equally distant. Uh-huh. Um, I can't say that they were Heisman Trophy lovers, but, no. you know, in my case of being involved with them, I literally was involving myself with men who were figuratively and literally at a distance. Whether that looked like they lived in another state, town, or, you know, somewhere else, basically, and the distance was more than an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Commute. (laughs) Or hours plane ride. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Or, you know, it also looked like um, they were emotionally unavailable, so Mm -hmm. there's a figuratively, like, they were still stuck in their relationships of their past, whether that was their with um, the mother of their children in some cases, or in some cases they um, hadn't got over the relationship, how it ended. Maybe they felt unresolved, you know? Right. They didn't like her in the end, so they brought their baggage of, you know, what they didn't like about it, and then they was trying to reflect it on to me, mm-hmm. you know? Or they loved her so much they couldn't let her go, and she moved on, and they still trying to have it make it happen and it's like and then I don't get their love right you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so regardless of how the distance looked it was distance Mm -hmm. um interestingly is that you know I I had an aha moment where I was involved with somebody again Mm -hmm. who wasn't checking in on me right I now look at it and see where I also probably could have been doing more work but this was the second time we had tried being in a relationship mm-hmm. and I still felt like he wasn't doing the work or wasn't willing to put in any work with me. Right. And the aha moment was that I wanted to be in a partnership in a relationship where we were putting in the work. Right. I was now ready to unpack my bag mm-hmm. of not allowing myself to be emotionally available to someone. Mm-hmm guarding my heart right right i now wanted to be lovable right and see myself as such and have somebody see me as such you know and he wasn't the one so (laughs) i realized that when my aunt passed and he didn't even know because whereas i knew his whereabouts and what he was up to and how he was going through things that at that particular time he hadn't inquired or checked in and even though I thought I was, you know, what I can say I didn't do is that I didn't communicate myself very effectively. Uh, communication, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't communicate myself effectively. I didn't communicate all of my wants. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So, he didn't, in his own right, um, initiate 
the communication either to see why I wasn't communicating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, I realized this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And this isn't going to work again. You know what I mean? Because like I said, this is the second time. So I was like, I don't want that. I want someone who's checking on me. I want to start doing some work. Right. So I let that go. Now, what I didn't do, (laughs) (laughs) I ain't quite say that. See, my past also baggage in regards to that is also to, because I didn't think I'm lovable, is let them let me go. Uh Uh-huh. I don't want it. I don't want to be involved anymore. I don't think it's right, but... I'm too much of, I guess you could say a coward. No. Not a coward. No, don't but call I just it didn't. Cowardice. I didn't want to let it go. I didn't um, want to be the first. I didn't want to be the initiator. There it is. Uh-huh. I didn't want to initiate the letting go. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be let go. So then, as you, many people probably can hear themselves in this, you put back in your bag and be like, it's his fault. See what I'm saying? That's all. <laughs> they all worthless. God dang. <laughs> right, right, right. When really, I wasn't looking to be lovable because I wasn't willing to. Un- open that bag up and go okay that's your bag of crazy girl that's your shit right there right right? so in this particular case i didn't say anything i just moved on so you just got ghost on i ghost him so you became casper i casper him (laughs) the friendly ghost poof (laughs) but um going forward i said i wasn't gonna do that right um I signed myself up for some introspection courses. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started looking at myself. You started doing the work. I started doing some of the work. Mm-hmm. However, interestingly, I met another guy. Mm-hmm. This time, I'm like, this has got to be it. We're so compatible. He's my kind of crazy. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. my kind of nerd. Mm-hmm. I, we, we, we're both on the same mindset. He liked... Um, let's do the time warp dance from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh man. That's amazing. That's not very common, people. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay? I mean, mm-hmm. so somebody that loves that and not gay? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I was doing something, so I thought. And as all of that and all of that loveliness and happiness and bliss that I was getting from him in that moment, it finally the reality hit me. Right, because now I'm in this introspection course and I'm doing some self evaluation, and it hit me. Aha, he's the same man, just wrapped with a bow. Mm. He lived five hours away. Ooh, he was not emotionally available because later, after we got involved, I realized and found out he was not legally divorced. Mm. He wasn't even technically separated by the state that he lived in because they hadn't been separated long enough. Wow. So he couldn't even begin the proceedings to a divorce. Mm. Which, again, goes back to him not being emotionally available. Available. So now he's not just distance and legally, he's emotionally not available because you haven't finished that relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had to come to a hard choice, a very hard choice. And that is give up all these fun times and give up all of the, we like Rocky Horror Picture Show and his brother co-signing it like, this dude loves you because I mean, really? All of what y'all, this, and it's been such a short period of time. This is too much, you know? Mm -hmm. With all of that, I had to make the hard choice 
of this is not what I want. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm discovering for myself what my baggage looks like and looking for the signs of my baggage showing up, uh -huh. here it was facing me, a new bag I was about to get. Now, like I always say, my bags are Louis Vuitton, <laughs> but <laughs> they are expensive. They cost me time. They mm -hmm. cost me energy. They mm -hmm. cost me love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they cost me a lot. Okay? Right. And I'm carrying her around in my red flyer wagon, okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. to the next relationship. But I didn't want to keep carrying these bags. Mm -hmm. So in the introspection work of looking at myself and looking for the signs of my baggage, I was like, I don't think I want to carry this. He about to become a new Louis Vuitton clutch. Right. I don't want this bag. Right. So I had to come to the choice of going, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And I had to communicate it for the first time. Mm. For the first time, I actually communicated wow. what I wanted and what was there for me. And it was hard because, right. you know, to have that conversation. And I knew I was breaking his heart in a small degree because even though he was all of those things, I know genuinely he cared about me. Mm -hmm. I mean, this dude came up six hours to help me move <laughs> my salon. Right, right. <laughs> and paint. And do and dismantle and re and then put back together furniture. He cared, mm -hmm. so I knew I was breaking his heart. But I had to make the hard choice for the both of us because I didn't think it was fair to either one of us. Right. And I knew definitely it wasn't fair. And I think it was my first opportunity though to be lovable uh -huh. for myself, mm -hmm. and not be concerned about whether he loved me, but more about did I love me enough to let him go so i had to let him go mm -hmm. and i had to say it i didn't ghost him this time <laughs> that was good that was good you i stayed present look mm -hmm. i stayed present right 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 <laughs> exactly and it allowed me to also be myself be true to myself that's another thing that was always missing from before was that i was not true to myself so with this guy I felt for the first time, you know, because we had so much in common that I could be true to myself. Whereas before I always felt like I was bringing a representative to the to the relationship and that's who they were getting. They weren't getting my um, truth. But now because I could see the baggage, because I could see things clearer, I could also see that being true to myself meant, you know, standing for myself in this relationship letting him go but also being hopeful about what was to be because now that I'm freed up I am be I can be available emotionally and physically to someone else so as I listen to you talk about your relationships and um and your baggage and I think about the relationships that we talked about as our examples of people that are actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. When I, it's funny because my baggage stems from relationships where people actually were doing the work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I come from in my family. I have all these great examples of balance, integrity, and love relationships mm -hmm. um, from my great grandparents up to my sister, you know, my parents, then to my sister and, and uh, my brother-in-law and some aunts and uncles and the whole nine. So my baggage is actually perfection. 
Um, hmm. You know, the perfect relationship. Yeah, the perfect relationship. Being per being perfect. The relationship has to be. And and by perfect, I mean that both people are committed to doing the work. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's a a um, two way street, so to speak. That you know, both people put in together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that um, the problem is that's one not necessarily realistic. And two, um, the other part to that baggage is then failure and me taking on the re- me being me taking on the reason for be you know for it failing. So I'm the one. I feel like I'm the one. I'm the reason why it failed. Mm. So in my little red wagon, <laughs> I got a bunch of you know essentially dead relationships because you know people that have fallen off these pedestals. Because I essentially put these guys on a pedestal. Hmm. And so when, you know, they fall off the pedestal because they can't live up to this perfect. These expectations. Yeah, these ex- expectations and, and uh, these standards, you know, just put them in the wagon and keep it moving. Because <laughs> I feel like, oh, this is another failure. Mm. You know, this is another failure. This is another failure. This is another failure. So I carry it with me. Uh, you know, so I... The thing is, I would when I went to look for a guy, if they had any type of um, remnants of like my dad, mm-hmm. you know, if they reminded me of my dad, or you know, they gave me you know even just a hint of my dad, if they treated me right, or you know, so on and so forth, if they made me, my father was always, I'm you know, I'm one, I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. and two, you know, I'm a daddy's girl, so my father always was the apple of my you know i mean i was always the apple of my father's eye so he Mm -hmm. always you know it wasn't i wasn't spoiled but he always made me feel special Mm -hmm. that's it so if anybody essentially made me feel special you know through most of the time guys i i dated a lot of guys that were charming Mm -hmm. you know very charming um, we all do. Well, yeah, we all do. <laughs> that's how they and, get you. <laughs> right, that's how they get you, you know, at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, they may have a really good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't have some other things that I didn't necessarily see. So mm-hmm. I wind up just from those little things, I would put them up on a pedestal. Okay. Yep. And then once we actually got into the relationship and then I noticed, well, there were some things, they, they weren't well, doing flawed. the work. Right, they're flaws. Mm-hmm. So their flaws really was that they... They really want to do the work. Mm-hmm. And they could be flawed in all different types of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there's too many ways to, to mention. Um, but once they fell off that pedestal and we couldn't, you know, I couldn't. And, and well, the other piece to that was I always tried to fix it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm a fixer. So that's the other bag. You know, I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always tried to fix it. That's another reason why I have these bodies in my <laughs> wagon. Because I'm like, okay, let me see if I can go back and I can fix this and put this back together. Oh. You know how people have some projects that are un- unfinished, unfinished projects? Yes. <laughs> your exes are your unfinished yes, projects? Yes, my unfinished projects, <laughs> projects right? Oh, well, maybe I can go back and try, you know. So you Frankenstein in them? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to take your arm exactly. and your so, heart yes. and I'm going to put all exactly. of you together and make the greatest man ever. Exactly. And more <laughs> to make this you know the, the best relationship possible right, right? right and that is it all of them have things that I like mm-hmm. but not you know the package mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's my that's essentially my issue um, I didn't realize all of this until after I got divorced mm. you know it didn't click it didn't make sense until after I got divorced mm-hmm. where I am in this process though is I'm still 
I'm packing my bags. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I when I got divorced, it didn't necessarily it didn't come to me like right at the time I got divorced. Mm-hmm. It this has been a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been eight years since I've been divorced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm finally at the point where it's like, okay, I've unpacked this bag. I'm, you know, I'm still unpacking bags. So I And what does that look like? A lot of uh self work. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of self work. Um in terms of me making, you know, looking at it and saying, well, you know, it's not all of your fault. Mm. You know what I mean? And that relationships aren't perfect, but that part I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also looking, um, we're keeping in mind that, um, I have to determine like, what are my, my values? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What are the values that I really look for? What is it that I want? So that's mm-hmm. what it really looks like. Like, you know, and unpacking my bags, just determining what it is that I want. So if, if you're still unpacking your bags mm-hmm. and it, it looks like knowing what you want, then it looks like it sounds or it sounds like or occurs like you're still tr- figuring out what you want. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out what I want and how to communicate that. Mm-hmm. That's the other piece. Mm-hmm. How to communicate that instead of losing myself in this perfect person and thinking mm-hmm. that, you know, I can fix it and this, that, mm-mm. you know, how to communicate. Okay. This is what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, and if this isn't, what you're bringing to the table then this isn't a relationship that i i can i can be in so what about in that are you did you give up blaming yourself Mm -hmm. i haven't yeah i mean i'm still that's a bag that i'm still working on okay yeah now i can admit to that that's a bad affected anything after that yeah it affected another relationship um i did get find another relationship that Essentially, it was a really good relationship, mm-hmm. but because I was still dealing with my baggage, um, and essentially because he was dealing with his own baggage, which he still hasn't finished dealing with yet either. Um, That'll be a little further along. Right. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, uh, it, it essentially didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now I'm just working on me. You know, and trying to, to to make sure that I know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I can stop, you know, carrying these fix-it projects. You know, just realize <laughs> that I don't need to do that. You know, that I can move on. The funny thing about this is this, you know, this, this story is kind of short. And I, I really didn't get deep into this. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Mainly because another baggage piece is she don't want to unpack the right, bag. I don't. Really, <laughs> I, shut up, Farika. I don't. I really have gotten to the point where I'm just like I don't want to deal with this right now. But that is also a baggage because even with the whole divorce, that was part of the reason why it took me so long to get to the part where I realized that mm, you know what you know Lakita it's not really a lot of this is not your fault because <laughs> I didn't feel like dealing with it mm-hmm. I didn't want to unpack the bag mm-hmm. and you know unpacking the bag not unpacking the bag is really detrimental to your back what, <laughs> right your back and the rest of your sh- and the rest of your <laughs> the rest of you know your life and you moving forward. Yeah. So this is the reason why I've decided to kind of sit in trying to unpack the bags 
because I want to be able to move forward. So you think by sitting with it longer gives no, you... No, sitting in... No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to, to cut you off, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying basically sitting with it gives you more time to process or more time and unpack to it. take your time, basically. Yes. Not and rush... Excuse me. Rush mm-hmm. through the process. Of exactly. Okay. Yep. Got you. Lakita <laughs> woke up around talking about some bag lady. You, <laughs> you gonna, gonna hurt your back. <laughs> Dragging on them bags <laughs> like that. So, yeah, she's joking. <laughs> she's joking. But uh, in all due honesty, how do you run with a, you know, large bag on your back? Mm. You know, would you say that's a treadway, treadmill to nowhere? It's a treadmill to nowhere. Mm-hmm. You running in, it's an exercise that ain't working for you. Exactly. <laughs> it's got to be the worst, as you say, it's the got to be the worst, worst exercise, exercise ever. ever. <laughs> so let's look at it. When you don't unpack your bags, you know, the, this, and here it is. This is what I, I, I came into a new relationship where I tried to start off the relationship with the baggage. And then I expected the relationship to work under the weight. Yeah. And it didn't. Mm. And it didn't. It really suffered. Um, mm-hmm. And that was twice. We, mm-hmm. you know, we attempted it twice. But it, it, it suffered under the weight of both of our bags. Right. Because then that was the other thing. I said, you know, he had some bags that he has not unpacked. Which is interesting because a lot of times I think that's what happens is that we... Like we're sitting here saying, "Oh, we in our bags and this and that and the other," but we didn't give no credit to the other bag carriers in this trip. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, you know okay. what? You're right. I didn't. We even ain't talk the only about... ones running for the exactly. bus. Okay. My, my ex is is was great at. He still does it. He runs with his bags on his back. Maybe it's because men have more strength. <laughs> We ever they don't I, realize their bags are as heavy. <laughs> look, they missed. Look, they missed the boat. They missed the bus. They, you know, <laughs> they missed the boat. Missed the bus. Exactly. Missed the plane. Missed the exactly. <laughs> so, so they, they already on a trip. They ego. Hey, how about that? Nah. Mm. Watch it. Well, message. Wow. <laughs> we and we we can talk about someone who came in with with bags on his back, thinking that you know his his, his bag was trip. his ego. Yeah, he, he brought his bags from his ego trip. Yes. Well, he, well, who was that? <laughs> Mr. Jay Z. Oh yeah, Mr. Yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z. Ooh, Jay Z almost lost. What did he say? The baddest girl in the game. Exactly. Yeah, you did, dude. Mm-hmm. And it was because he came with his. He now nah, talk about ego. I mean, he talks about it in his music, and he explains about the fact that he um, he had never put in the work before. He had no mm-hmm. examples. Yeah. But I don't really think that that's an, enough of an ex- excuse, per se, right? Right. I think that it's not even just that you don't have enough examples, but it's also that you didn't ever try to do it before. Exactly. And this is your first attempt preconceived notions yes preconceived notions is i'm the baddest dude there is exactly. i'm this i'm that exactly. and she's this and that and that's enough that's right. all we need is to be the baddest people in the game exactly well obviously he failed on that preconceived notion <laughs> clearly exactly clearly because exactly. when you about this close to the divorce well i don't know if they were getting a divorce we but i'm just know. saying mm-hmm. that when you that close to about well, to lose your marriage well when you got your your sister-in-law trying to kick your ass in the, in the elevator I mean, that's that to me. My shit go down when there's a half a billion in the elevator. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, you do lose out. I think that was a big, you know. Uh, I think sign. that was a, a high a wake moment. up call. They, yeah, yeah, for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that it was seen by others, and right. then also, you know, 
that the rumors started hitting the fan, you know, mm-hmm. about why. Why mm-hmm. was this happening? And eventually both of them had to address it. You know, mm-hmm. we're not perfect nope. by nobody's standards. But, you know, getting back to the whole, you know, he came in with those, excuse me, preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. And he didn't consider what he was had to, the work he had to do exactly and in, in that he had work to do you mm-hmm. know not even consider what he had to do but that he had to do something exactly because i think you know women tend to do that well now hold it because i don't think beyonce thought about the work that had to be done oh. think about that and i had to that just came you know popped into my head mm-hmm. because again she came in with a preconceived notion that, oh, if I get with the, you know, the bad boy with the charm and this, that, and the mm. other, that he's going to be faithful to me and I don't have to do... Because she tamed him. She yeah. tamed that wild right. horse. She thought she did. She thought she, she did. She thought she Which came Which a in. lot of women, we do that. Exactly. Mm. Oh, I got him, so I tamed mm-hmm. him, right? He, you know, he's... He's he's going to do what I I say or well or rather not he's going to do what I say but he's going to stay on the leash so right. to speak yeah, yeah. you know you I don't I don't put him on the leash you right domesticated exactly. him in a sense right exactly. like you got him right where you want him mm-hmm. and now you think that's mm-hmm. it all the work you had to put in was mm-hmm. getting him exactly but then it's keeping him exactly. that becomes the hard well work. it's it's keeping it's, it's creating that balance integrity yeah. and love yeah in the relationship which a lot of us I don't think we like I said. I didn't know the work that needed to be done to to have that balance, integrity, and love because nobody sits you down and says, "Okay, there's behind the scenes integrity and love you're trying to accomplish." Well, well, not just that, but behind (laughs) the scenes, this is the work that we had to do. Yeah, so you saw the the, puppet act, but you didn't see the puppeteer. Exactly, because nobody tells you, you know, you got to communicate. You know what I mean? You have to 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 compromise. Compromise, Mm -hmm. right? You're living with somebody else now. You know, Mm -hmm. they may look. They may be a farter. You know, you got to deal with... God damn. Thanks <laughs> for the visual. Hey, I'm just saying, you have to learn to live with somebody else. True. You have to learn how to develop your, your roles mm-hmm. and understand that there are really no thought, no uh, central roles for the man and essential roles for the woman. You know, you have to understand that who's supposed to do the work. I think there's a misunderstanding about who's supposed to do the work. Well, it's a misunderstanding because there's everybody comes in with a preconceived notion about the relationship and the roles that you play within exactly. it. Exactly. And to be you know? honest, right, when it all comes down to it, there are no preconceived roles. You know, it really isn't. Hmm. You it, it it has to deal with values, communication, and a willing to be flexible, a willing to, you know, compromise. compromise. And people don't know that. And choice. And choices, exactly. Choices. You make a choice, right, exactly. Um, I think that's crazy because, you know, it, it doesn't show up that way, though, for often. For most people, it does not show up that way. So you're saying that, but that's not the reality for people because most people come in with preconceived notions about their roles. Right. Like, women come in with the notion that they have to do you know, these things that, you know, support their man and, and do this and take care of the kids and take, take care, care of themselves and take and care of their house. And, you know, and these roles, albeit are in action as well as in, um, you know, the mentality. The thing is that they get caught up with that and don't consider that that's not necessarily the only the work. Exactly. Men do it all the time. You know, they also 
will come in and I'm a provider and I, you know, I take care of her and I do these things and I'm the household and I take the garbage out if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, but right. They don't think, they think, oh, I did the work. No. No, that's not, you're right. There's that's not all of the work. There's more to it than that exactly. work. That's the role. Yes. But that's not the work. Exactly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so unfortunately, I mean, even going back to the examples we just shared, you know, we're talking about how he came in, Jay-Z came in, like, yeah, I got the baddest girl, I'm done. And she probably had a role. Mm-hmm. I'm the baddest chick in the world. Right. I'm done. I'm good. Neither one of them probably thought about the work exactly. that had to go into exactly. maintaining the baddest chick and the baddest guy in the world. Exactly. You know there is work that needs to be done. Yeah, like you, know? you gotta support his ego. Exactly. Which I'm sure he has plenty of. Anyway. <laughs> right, but, but that's the truth. Right, mm-hmm. and he has to support her ego. Exactly. Because she's the baddest chick and she has an ego. Well, and not only she has an ego, but she got a career. Her career is, is just as big and thriving as your career. Exactly. And he can't be intimidated by that. Right. That's the other thing. Right. You know, just because you're the dude doesn't mean that you need to be intimidated by what she does. It's a, it's again, it's a two-way street. Y'all are supposed to, you know. So who does the work, though, is also leaning on societal BS. Exactly. Yep. Um, of, you know, it's their imbalance due to patriarch, patriarch, patriarchal. Patriarchal. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. Society. You know, we mm-hmm. have um, rules that are designed to create an imbalance I, and I, to put mm-hmm. all the weight of the of the imbalance on the shoulders of women. Exactly. You know? you, Who's expected to even go get help first? Right. The woman. She's expected to go see to see a therapist first. You're yep. absolutely right. Or go to church. Oh, yeah. And go get God. You know, she's, you're absolutely right. There's an expectation there to a small degree. I'm not saying that men don't, but it is. More by example, you see women doing it, even if the relationship don't work. Who goes and figures out, oh, why it doesn't work? Who's looking in their bags first? That is true. Who looks in their bags first? Females. Yeah. 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 You know, and and it's not any particular race. It's not any particular person. It's just... Women seem to be designed to look in their bags first mm-hmm. by the way the society shifts. You know, the shifts of society and the way it's imbalanced mm-hmm. in that way that men are expected to go and put that backpack uh, on their back. Yep, and run with it. And run with it. Mm-hmm. And go on to the next woman mm-hmm. and bring in this big old chunky backpack mm-hmm. full of crap in it mm-hmm. that he don't even know what's in it because he ain't even looked. <laughs> and then you know what else? <laughs> but blame her. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and she's expected to help him unpack that bag. Ain't that the truth? I just thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's expected to then, not only <laughs> is she supposed I mean, to unpack her own damn bag, she gotta then she got to pack his bag. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, she has to pack his bag. <laughs> Literally, most men expect the woman to help pack their damn bags. But anyway, but so the, yeah, yeah. I mean, considering that even for ourselves, like mm-hmm. we're sitting here, we're like, yeah, you know, and about my relationship, and it's like, what the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> Wait a second. What about him? Yeah. You know, this dude is coming out, and you should have got done with your relationship. In my particular case, you should have got done with your relationship before you even pursued someone else. How dare you bring that bag and didn't even open it up to even investigate what was inside of it? You know, you wasn't done. You knew that was a heavy bag you was possibly going to be bringing. You shouldn't have even brought it on the trip, you mm-hmm. know. But you brought it, mm-hmm. and then I'm one over here, self reflecting and 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 having moments, right? <laughs> and, t- and and placing blame and on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't love myself. You don't love yourself neither. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got issues too. Mm-hmm. 
interestingly though is that how that you know now that you're single too right like right. So i'm single right so after this i'm thinking like okay you go and meet somebody new and the first thing that pop out of many men's many mouths of men i can't even say what i'm saying <laughs> many mouths of men the men the let's men. just say okay it that just way. say the men let's say it was popping out their mouths mm-hmm. or that they they will say oh all you women come y'all have all this baggage and this and that and the other and i'm like how is it that that's so seemingly one-sided right exactly. how is it that men think that only women come with baggage not realizing you are the baggage (laughs) like you standing there if you've ever been in a relationship of any kind you and it didn't come and you're not still in it right that's your baggage exactly (laughs) you're their baggage you're his baggage he's He's your your baggage baggage. you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's 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 not no one person walks away with the bags and the other person is standing there without baggage it just doesn't make any cognitive sense but people live that way all the time and especially men they always want to post the blame on women right and make it seem like oh women are the ones only ones carrying the bag no 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 you are my bag Thank you. <laughs> Just like you said, I'm his bag, and he got my name written in red letters yes. on it. He's my bag exactly. that I got to unpack or choose to unpack, or I'm going to take it with me. Right. And I don't think that people like to acknowledge that they are someone else's bag or that they have bags that they got from someone else as a, as a result of an ending relationship. I guess nobody ever told you. All you must hold on to is you. Is you. Man, this bag lady song, I don't know. I think this should have been the whole thing because it got a lot of little nuggets yeah, in it. Exactly. Thank you, Erica Badu. Right. But it it bring it is a valid point it that, is, mm-hmm. you know, nobody ever teaches us how to hold on to ourselves exactly. instead we hold on to the bags uh-huh. and we keep taking that and mm-hmm. we then go into more relationships well not only that we hold on to the bags we hold on to preconceived um notions and we also hold on to roles that we've been taught yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then we don't unpack mm-hmm. you know it's like when you do the work of unpacking and resolving your past you know i.e your bags right right, right. like then you can get past that point and start learning to love yourself or exactly. working on yourself, holding on to yourself. Mm-hmm. Who you, your truth, basically, who you truly are. Yeah, the truth, your truth, mm-hmm. being true to yourself. Exactly. So you can bring your true person to that relationship exactly. without any other junk, mm-hmm. you know, attached to you. And I think, I think we, you know, like you said, you're still unpacking, yes. so you're still discovering that. Mm-hmm. But at least you're choosing to take time to you know, hold on to yourself. Mm -hmm. I now am looking for signs of my baggage because I know that I want to hold on to myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And make sure that I'm incorporating myself into these relationships, my real self, and not bringing representatives and stuff like that. Exactly. But, you know, ultimately, all of this can get the quest of recognizing and and incorporate. Mm -hmm. So when you recognize things, then you can incorporate you know something new into the place of what was there to get that balance recognize and incorporate to get the balance recognize Mm -hmm. to incorporate to get the integrity and recognize and incorporate love into your relationships Mm -hmm. and i mean that looks like that's the other thing 
that <clears throat> I don't think we, we talked about, but just to kind of add to that, it looks like communication. It looks like mm-hmm. um, making choices, making choices, choosing. It, right. And it also looks like compromise as well. Yeah. You choosing know, each other. Exactly. Compromise mm-hmm. and communicating. Exactly. Those are the things that, you know, essentially that's what at least that's what I say that I did. And I think that's what you were saying you did. Yeah. In order to find balance, integrity and love in our relationships, we got to make some choices. We gotta make some hard choices. Yeah, sometimes. we gotta make some choices. The first choice being yourself. Yeah, self care. You made that choice when you had your aha moment and you decided that you had to, you know, break up with a guy because two of them. Yeah, right, two guys exactly. Because you finally decided or figured out, you know, that you when you unpacked your bags, that you know it was about. Um, wanting to be able to be open and close, you know, to, to build close, a close partnership with someone. And, and being myself. And being yourself. Allowing myself to be myself. Exactly. And, and true, I'm, truthful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to not pick, you know, to have distance in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and the other is. Yeah. For to, you. Right. For me, it's uh, acknowledging and unpacking my bags um, when I'm ready. Yes. You know what I mean? And Taking okay. my time. Hey, right. That being is okay. okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a wrong thing. It's not a right thing. It's mm-hmm. just what it is. You mm-hmm. want to take your time. Well, I wanted to, you know, it, it, it's a process for me. It's a process so that, um, again, it all leads back to that self-care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To make sure that I'm okay. You know, that... Um, You're choosing yourself. Yeah, that I'm choosing myself. First. First. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because when you're looking at your own bags, and slowly, that's you with you. Exactly. And I'm not thinking about anything else but that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, making sure that I am okay. And if you're taking time to acknowledge and unpack your bags and choosing to begin a new relationship, then you're doing so without bringing any pre... You, 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 by doing After, so, yes, you're taking the opportunity mm-hmm. to to decrease the amount of preconceived notions that you would have going into the relationship. Right, especially about who does the work. Yeah, yeah. those roles. Yeah, the <laughs> roles, exactly. <laughs> you'll be less, well, I won't say less likely, but, you know, you'll have that in mind when you're mm-hmm. considering your role in your new relationship. Exactly. So You won't come with a whole idea of, okay, well, it's supposed to be like, you know, my mm-hmm. role is supposed to be this, and his role is supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. No. I E J Z. Don't bring your ego ego into the relationship, dude. Mm-hmm. Your ego and you can't fit in the relationship. <laughs> or just don't be bring, you know dragging all your bags like that. Exactly. I guess nobody ever told you. All you must <laughs> hold on to. Is, is you? you? Is it is, you? Is you? Is you? Is you? Yes, you do. Ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, we hope that you got something as always. Um, taking something from this, um, as you can hear, this is therapeutic as always Mm, for us, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sharing our dirty laundry and stuff. But, you know, we know that the whole hummingbird effect is that touch moving, inspiring you innovation inside of your world and your life. So maybe you've got something new to apply to something old and that's the whole point. And let us know. 
Oh yeah. We got a group page. Yo, keep the keep your wings humming. Discussion. What's up yes. with that? We see you out there. I mean, people have Come been coming in, coming to me and telling me things, which is great. But put it out on the discussion board. I would love to keep create, you know, to keep this string going. Yeah. We have a lot of different topics that we kind of hit upon. It, I really want you guys to expand on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And coming soon. We figured it out. We just got to get oh, it yeah. all put together. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to have that say something episode. Woo-hoo. And that whole, that whole episode is about saying something. You getting off your chest. What's going on and what you want to talk live. And we're going to be live. We're going to be live, y'all. So what we need y'all to do is start telling us. We're going to be sending out some little um, questionnaires. But we want y'all to tell us like when you're available. Like when's the best time that you want to be able to participate in this so that we can all be live together so look for that moment can't wait to talk and discuss with you all live but in the meantime just keep an eye out for the next episode and you know how to get to us itunes soundcloud google play stitcher oh not soundcloud that's right oops anyway soundcloud under repair SoundCloud's under repair. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we already said all that. That's right. Yeah. We so, said it all. And don't forget, you can always hit us up on either Facebook direct messaging, or you can always hit us up on Twitter, Instagram direct messaging, or the Hummingbird Effect 1. That's the Hummingbird Effect, the number one, at gmail.com. Share the sweet nectar of your life. Give us your feedback, comments, or suggestions. Hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Hummingbird Effect Podcast, or slide into our DMs on our Facebook page, Hit Messenger, and you can hit us there, or on Instagram at The Hummingbird Effect 1, the number one that is, and you can also hit us at Gmail, The Hummingbird Effect, the number one, at gmail.com.